What's going on, everybody? It's time for The Exchange. I'm your host, Logan Lewis, of course. Back at... Back with it. Man, I can't speak today. Uh, <laughs> on another Friday, I've got a great guest today, but before we get to her, a couple things. I tell you the same things every single time. Number one, share with a friend. I get to interview all kinds of different people from all kinds of different walks of life and ages and demographics and different jobs and whatever. Uh so tell somebody about it, you know? I could be the next Conan or Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan would be tight. Um, uh, so yeah, just tell a friend to need. That's the, that's the number one thing I want is just to tell a friend. Uh, or if you have somebody that you think would be a really good guest, uh, shoot them my way. You can DM me on Instagram uh, or you can email me, uh, whatever. All those links are in the description. You know what to do. So my guest today... Uh, is uh, the development coordinator at Camp Twin Lakes, which is a camp that provides life-changing, therapeutic, recreational, and medically supportive camp experiences for children with serious illnesses, disabilities, and other life challenges. Please welcome Amanda Guthrie. Hi, I'm Hi, happy Amanda. to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. This was awesome. Shout out to uh, shout out to Chaz. Yes. Oh my gosh, Chaz is a ball of energy yes. that we love. Him and I in a room is scary. We're just like really bouncing just ideas bouncing things all over the place. But those are some of the best people to have around you because they help you be more creative and help you. You know, you have twenty things on the wall. You're like, okay, two of these things will work, but at least we have a whole board to look at. Sure. So um, I'm glad he introduced us. Yes, absolutely. Love that. Uh, he, I didn't even, I, you, what I'm about to start doing is everybody I interview, I'm going to say like, okay, so now that I've interviewed you, if, like I said, if mm -hmm. you have somebody that you on your top of your mind would be really cool for this, something like this, let me know. But uh, he just shot me a random email and it was like, hey, I, I'd love to connect you with, you know, because we talked about Camp Twin Lakes a little bit yeah. on our episode a couple episodes ago, and he just shot me your your information, and he was like, "Let's let's do this," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, Chaz um, and I have similar qualities, and one of them is when we are passionate, we believe in something, we are such cheerleaders for either yes. the people or the passion or whatever the cause may be, but. Um, I always heard that good people hang out in packs. So, yes. um, I'm really, I'm lucky to know him and I'm, I'm excited for this today. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited too. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I believe the same thing. People, good people come in groups. So, yeah. um, and Chaz is, I also didn't know he was named Chaz, like, or that was like his nickname yeah. or whatever <laughs> until like afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay. I should have referred to him as Chaz more often during the episode, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, Jeff works too. That's, yeah. his, that's his birth name. Exactly. Um, so tell me, let's, let's rewind. Before we talk about what you got going on now, let's talk mm -hmm. about like pre-now. <laughs> what was like college like for you? Where'd you go to school? What'd you study? What kind of student were you? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually from Orlando, Florida, cul-de-sacs and chain restaurants. My mom would hate me for <laughs> saying that, but it's so true. And then, um, I played division one lacrosse up in Michigan and okay. I played at university of Detroit. Okay. Uh, I was told, and this is, I love this energy of you're not going to go play lacrosse in college unless you get a full ride. Right. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, now I have to find someone that wants to take this Orlando girl to play lacrosse up north. And um, I'll never forget the feeling of living in Detroit. And the first time I went up there, I mean, changes your heart. And I wouldn't be a nonprofit today if I didn't live in the city of Detroit. And 
you there's so much need in the city of Detroit that mm-hmm. one person can make a huge difference. And you really feel that you can make the world a better place. So you go from Detroit, Michigan, you know, to Atlanta, Georgia, right? And you're like, okay, what can I do in Atlanta? You know, it's going to be at a different scale. But so um, that's kind of how Detroit entered into me being in nonprofit today. But in college, I an athlete um, were you popular did you have a lot of friends <laughs> you were an athlete so I almost oh want to associate the two popular and athlete yeah together. no <laughs> it's totally I love that question <laughs> <laughs> hilarious but I think um the one cool thing about going to a small school but having the intense level of sports that we did is all the athletes were super close yeah and um I actually started a program there to help athletes help athletes that are still in college once they graduate. And the reason that I really thought of that is because I roomed with a tennis girl. I was best friends with a girl that played golf. All the soccer girls were good friends. And it was neat because it wasn't just the lacrosse team in a group that isn't friends with anybody. It was really cohesive and the athletes wanted to help athletes. So it was fun. Um, I worked, I did an internship and I played lacrosse and I was running around with my head, you know, cut off like a chicken, but yeah, it was definitely worth it. A ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so you graduate, what year did you graduate? 2015. Okay. So you graduated college a year after I graduated high school. Oh my gosh. Put, the, put that in perspective. Who's counting? No, Who's nobody counting? does. After you turn 25, nothing's exciting anymore. I know. I'm turning 28 this year, which is not that old, but it just feels old. It, it's, it's weird because I, I turned 25 at the beginning of April. And oh, okay. I, you know, I, everyone was like, how's it feel to be 25? And I was like, it honestly feels like I'm not going to get excited about celebrating another birthday until like 50, yeah, like, right? Exactly. Or like dirty 30, I guess. Is that what they yeah. say? Like, or, or, or maybe just those, you know, those big milestones of the 30, yeah. 40, 50, 60. But they said after 25, you're, you're done celebrating your birthdays. Everything's yeah. sad from now on. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Definitely. And you just, I mean, it is what you make it, but sometimes it's funny how different people celebrate in different ways. Sure. Some people go all out and some people are like, don't sing me happy birthday, you know, yeah. but it is neat to get excited, but it's so much different than when you were 15 or when you were, you know, 21. So sure. It'll be a while until it's a big bash again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and we're recording this on, on Monday, April 26th. Uh, won't come out for a couple weeks, but uh, we're recording this on my, my brother's turning 21 today. Oh, my god! And I FaceTimed him earlier, and, you know, I was just like, so what are you going to do today? You're 21. Like, what's going yeah. you know? And he, and uh, he lives in Illinois. He goes to uh, to school in Illinois for oh, cool. swimming. Oh, awesome! And he uh, he was like, I think I'm just gonna chill. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, really? When I turned 21, I was like, let's go to Buckhead. Let's go to the yeah. bars. Oh, like, let's gosh. let's yeah. do the thing. But he was like, you know, I'm just kind of over it. And I was like, okay, that's that's interesting <laughs> because growing up, he was like the real cool one, the party animal. Yeah. And I was kind of the, the quieter kid that had, you know, a couple good real friends, but like, I wasn't like super duper popular. And we celebrated our 21st birthdays in the complete mix matched way. That's so that's, that's funny that different people celebrate in different ways, yeah. especially the 21, you know, that that's your time to, you know, get out there and have fun for a <laughs> night or, you know, or, you know, not be yourself in some way and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just let loose. Exactly. Yeah, you're That's you're legal. You can you can pretty much <laughs> buy anything at this point. I remember my twenty first birthday, 
I think I was kind of in the same place as your brother. And I remember going home early and one of my best friends, Olivia, like made this awesome sign for me. Yeah. And my birthday's over Thanksgiving break. And I had this amazing group of friends from high school. And yeah, so you got it, to go home and celebrate with the yes, old friends. Yes. yes. And then it was like, midnight and I was like hey Olivia do you want to get tacos and go home and yeah. she's like she's like this is why we're best friends <laughs> you know yeah. but it's which so is, so funny which is honestly accurate to like how I party now like oh it's like gosh, we'll know. go to the bar have maybe have a couple drinks and then it's like so everyone want to hit up Taco Bell yeah and, it, and yes. it's and, and that's it and yeah. then you're in bed by one o'clock and it's the and it's the best exactly it's too funny but yeah so when you graduated what got you to Camp Twin Lakes? Did you work any other jobs before you mm-hmm. got there? What was your what was finding a job like out of college for you? Yeah, so I was that person that wanted a job before I graduated. Mm-hmm. And um, my goal was to email every professor at my university that wasn't in the math or science department. Um, and granted, I went to a small university, so it was a lot easier to do that. But I'd have the same standard email, and I'd send 10 a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Amanda. Just speak to me. I'll buy you coffee. Yeah. Or, like, stop screaming at me. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to. And one of the professors I met that was actually one of my professors said, you know, there's this job opening. It's in commercial real estate. I don't know if you'd like it, but, you know, try it out. And I'm a graphic designer by degree, and now I don't do graphic design at all. <laughs> and um, But yeah, I got into commercial real estate. I worked for a firm called Avis & Young, and I have a pretty crazy story, but within two weeks, I decided that I was leaving Detroit, and an opportunity opened up in Atlanta, and I packed up my Jetta, drove to, <laughs> drove to Atlanta, um, and then I worked for a firm called CBRE, And what I did specifically was office tenant representation. So I put companies into office buildings. Okay. So one of the notable deals that we did was the Norfolk Southern deal in Midtown. And it was really neat. Um, I loved the team I was with. They were really great people. Um, But it just wasn't the right fit anymore. Um, I think I got to see success at a very high level and see how big money is in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and I don't know it's the millennial in me that said I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's making this world better like yes I'm putting Google into a building and the employees are excited and I found them the right space but I'm not helping them connect to who they are and making them better as people I was so distant you know and so I saved and I quit my job, which you're never supposed to do. You're never supposed to quit your job before you have a job. But Mm -hmm. I just networked the crap out of it. And in three months, I met 86 people in nonprofit and I got a job at camp and I didn't want to settle. You know, I, I made this huge life change and I have this thing on my phone and it's, you know, in 10 years I don't want to say I settled for my life. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, it definitely would have been nicer to start getting, you know, a paycheck <laughs> instead of five months in between, but camp just, it's exactly what I wanted in every single way. And I knew from the second um, I actually met my boss at a networking event 
And, you know, I did the classic, I'm Amanda, I'd love to buy you coffee. And she goes, oh, we actually have a position open. I was like, great, so coffee today? Yeah, so let's talk as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And it was super casual and, you know, she's... She's created this fantastic team. And, you know, the girl that I work alongside, she's amazing. Started as an intern, been been at camp for three years now, and she's incredible. And they really, you know, brought me together and made me feel part of the family. So that's how I'm at camp now. So what's, so that, that, that first of all, that's awesome. And, <laughs> I, and I really respect the fact that you just straight up quit your job because you weren't, you weren't, ultimately you weren't happy. Yeah. And I had a very similar story. I worked a job. Um, and I was there for a while. I, I interned there through school, and I thought, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, this is going to be my job out of college. You know, so many people have to worry about working yeah. out of school. I've got one lined up, and I worked there for one full year after graduating and was like, this is contributing to my sadness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wasn't having fun. You know, I was dreading it every single day, and I, by degree, am a computer scientist. I <laughs> don't, at that job, I wasn't doing it, but I'm, now I'm really not doing it. <laughs> And, and, uh, and it's, it, and it's so different, Yeah, you know, it, and that's, and that's amazing. It, it is cool. I, I did in between, um, when I went from Avis and Young to CBRE, I took a month off and I did a solo trip to Sedona and this was oh, a while ago before it became cool. I mean, now it's always become cool, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, um, I I mean, I just found the most local travel place I could find. And it was this guy in a shack named Craig, who I love. He's, you love Craig. He's now my spiritual mentor because okay. I force him to be. He's, he's Shout just, out to Craig. He's fantastic. And I'm a very religious person. And that whole weekend, I had never felt closer to God, but nobody used the word God. It yeah. was just so spiritual. But the reason I tell you about Craig is he said... You know, he was super, you know, everything you think of as a spiritual guide, you know, and he, he was like, you know, we work to live, but none of us live, mm-hmm. you know, it's we're true. so scared to take those two weeks off for vacation. We're yeah. so scared to take, you know, those two extra days to stay in the city you're visiting. And mm-hmm. he's like, if I could tell you any advice, cause every day I'm like, change my life, Craig, you know, yeah. and he's <laughs> like, start, start living. You know, don't work to live anymore. And I finally feel like I'm not working to live. I'm I'm living, you know, so. That's awesome. I am so jealous. That sounds incredible. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. It seems like every single one of these episodes, I learn something new or like Mm -hmm. I I take a a chunk with me every single time. And that's hopefully maybe, maybe I'll get two. We're still early on in. Maybe, (laughs) maybe I'll get another one, but that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. My friends tease me that I leave. I always get out of an Uber and I'm like, see you later. And I have like their phone number. Mm-hmm. I know, I know their whole life story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's go around the block another time. Let's talk about your sister again, you yeah. know? And, but it's so cool. I mean, clearly I love to talk, Same. but, um, everybody has a story and everybody wants to be heard. And, you know, sometimes it takes one person to ask how your day was and nobody's asked the whole time they've been you know, Ubering all day. They've had mm-hmm. 15 random people sit in the car and yeah. one person's like, how are you doing? Yeah. They might've never been asked that this whole week. Yeah. And it's been really neat to, after actually the Sedona trip, I started asking people, you know, how do they live? How do they find happiness? How do they find joy? And 
it's amazing what people say, you know? So anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> I just got goosebumps to be oh if I'm being gosh. honest with you. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so what's the, like, what's the everyday vibe at, at camp? Like what's, what's the culture like? How's it like, you know, when you clock in or, or clock in, you know, yeah. uh, do you, uh, like, what's it like? Like yeah. how, how does it make you feel to work there every day? Yeah. So, um, it's really cool. It's, it's so funny because if you asked me this a year ago, I'd, you know, explain the nine to five thing, right? Sure. Yeah. But, um, so I could, you know, explain it now in the context of the pandemic, but we go in twice a week and it's great. You know, the development team goes in. So, you know, the person who writes our grants there, who's amazing. She's so brilliant. One of our gift officers is there, our chief development officer. So it's, very collaborative of one of our gift offices will be like, hey, David, how do I steward this donor? How do I, you know, get this person invested into camp? And it's really neat to, although we do different things, but are all raising money, we have a great family of people that all want to help. So that's what it's like in the office. And then tomorrow, here's a great example. I'll be out at camp. Okay. And, you know, I wear the camp polo, my name tag, yeah. have my backpack. <laughs> Full camp experience. And, oh, yes. And I never did overnight camp. So I'm. I never did either. I'm so. My mom, mom, you should have done. <laughs> I wish you would have done overnight camp. But um, it's amazing, you know. So. Yeah. Um, and I'll go out there and you feel the magic. Uh, you know, how does it feel like to work at camp? I mean, walk onto one of our campsites and it changes your life. And I sound hokey and I sound, you know, what Stereotypical yeah. or whatever, yeah, but it, it truly is. Yes. I'd love to come out sometime and check it oh, out. I would, I would 100% love to do that. You need to, and it's the little things from the wooden plaques that say, you know, love is bigger than the challenge we'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Or you see the wheelchair accessible pool. Or you see the rope course where kids, no matter if they're paraplegic or what have you, they can climb the rope course mm-hmm. and they can climb the rock wall and everything it doesn't matter what medical challenge you may have. And we do more than that, but they can do everything. They don't walk around camp and are like, dang, I wish I could get in the pool. Yeah. They're like, dang, I wish I could, you know, climb the rock wall. They're like, mm-hmm. yes, I see him doing it. I want to go next. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so magical. So it's nice that we have a balance of if we ever want to go out to camp and feel the mission, we're always welcome. That's amazing. Yeah. So you you mentioned it early on in this in that in the in, in the, res- <laughs> the response to the last question. But how did the pandemic hit the camp? Because I, I assume it hit pretty hard, especially you know being an organization that you know, thrives on everybody being together and yeah. in groups and, yeah. you know, how, how did that happen? What happened? So, um, I mentioned how the people in the office that are in the development team are fantastic, but our camp staff that run our programs are unbelievable. I mean, the things that they created during the pandemic that were virtual for our campers to feel included, like they have this community, they know someone that's that's like them, you know, and that's what camp's about. Yeah. Um, so our camp team um, did our camp program staff. They created CTL Connect. So we had, you know, 
they were able to still do snack time and it was, you know, virtual and they created daily activities mm-hmm. and each day they did like TikTok Thursday yeah. or, you know, sidewalk chalk blank. So, you know, these campers look forward, they, they look forward to their buddies that they've been going to camp with for the last 10 years. So although it's through a computer screen, um, our camp program staff did these incredible interactive programs where they were still a part of camp even though they were farther away. But um, the coolest thing about CTL Connect was we. our biggest thing is that we want to create meaningful experiences. And, of course, we, like, asked all our campers how they felt, and they still felt special and included and loved, even though it was virtual. So we did a bunch of virtual um, camping experiences in the sense of the activities they're used to. But then second to that, we started having family camps, which was really great. So families would be in one cabin at a time, Mm -hmm. which was really great because we usually don't do that. And when we do family camps, it's all parents, really the type of environment we want them to feel is trust. Like, I can drop my son or daughter off, and they're going to be completely fine. So it was neat how we adapted to family camp because the mom or dads or whomever it may be, guardian, are right there. But the camper still gets to experience camp. Mm So um, it, you know, is something that will continue. So we did family camp and then CTL Connect, which was virtual. That's awesome. Do you care if I scoot this a little closer to you? No, I don't care. Cool, 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 cool. Um, So... uh, I think there's a special place for all the people. And, you know, my girlfriend, she's she's a teacher. Oh. And when I hear about, like, like you just said, like, the camp, like, it's almost like, yeah, the pandemic happened, but, like, it's almost like nothing happened because, you, like you said, the camp, uh, what do you call them, the camp guides, camp instructors, the camp. Yeah, the program staff. The, the program staff. Mm-hmm. They hit the ground running and they immediately start innovating and trying to figure out a way to make it work. Like, there's a special place in heaven reserved for people like that. Like, oh my and, and same with like seeing how my girlfriend was like, I got to come up with, you know, somehow to keep my kids engaged because they're just going to be staring at a screen. Right. And it's like, you guys are just rock stars for that. Oh and gosh. it's, and it's amazing. So shout out to all those people that, <laughs> that had to adapt, you know, so many of us selfishly could, could just go home and, you know, yeah. plug our computers in at home and we would be just fine. But then there's a whole wave of people that can't work unless they're with people. Yeah. And so the fact that y'all were able to pivot so easily almost is, is awesome. Yeah. And I love that your girlfriend's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I would love to do that in some capacity someday. My friends are like, what would you teach? And I'm like an hour with Amanda. And they're like, nobody would sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so special because yeah. you're tangibly, you know, the kids walk out of the classroom each day and they're impacted by your words. Exactly. Or it's amazing. Um, but like you're saying, it's neat that we created an environment where some of these kids are, most cases, are the one kid in class that may have Tourette's yep. or that may have autism or what have you. But when they're at camp, whether it's virtual or not because of the pandemic, but now that we're back, kids are at camp, mm-hmm. they're not the one in 30. They're yeah. the 
200 and a 200, right? And one of our staff members was actually a camper. And that happens a lot, actually, which is pretty neat. That is really awesome. It's so cool. They grow up and they're like, I want to be a part of this for the future kids. Like that's, that's next level. Right? Oh my gosh. And I love him. He's fantastic. And, you know, of course, whenever I'm at the camp, I'm always like, tell me everything. I want to learn. And Mm -hmm. he was like the coolest part about my experience at camp and he went to camp kudzu which is kids with diabetes Mm -hmm. um he was like i was the cool kid we were all the cool kids like we all walked in and it wasn't oh there's that kid taking his blood sugar it was oh is that how you do it teach me how to do it like i want to learn and yeah it's really neat so yeah that is awesome yeah so so when when i interviewed Chaz a few weeks back he was telling me about something that he's really passionate about, and that's mm-hmm. Spin for Kids. Yes. Tell me about Spin for Kids. So I do fundraising specifically for our events. So okay. they are like our children. Um, it's my boss, Liz, and then a girl um, that works alongside me, Taylor, which is our logistics queen. I cannot add and subtract if my life depended on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but she makes sure the event runs. And then um, I'm bit more forward facing so you know we have four big events and spin for kids is just our baby it is amazing our ceo calls it her favorite day of the year i Mm -hmm. mean it's incredible so what it is it's a biking event it's our 16th year and um, people come on out they have you know different mileage they can do all the way up to a century ride wow and they get to be at camp they're riding in Rutledge, Georgia, Madison Mm -hmm. County, right? So they get to experience how, not just how amazing being outside of Atlanta is and kind of see what our campers feel, Mm -hmm. not only physically at camp, because we have fun after they ride their bikes. Sure. You know, Taco Mac comes on out, Sweetwater's out there. Mm -hmm. I mean. And it's also just a sense of community. Like everybody's there for the same purpose and you all are just, like you said, the good people comes in chunks. All of those good people are right there at the same time. Oh my gosh. It is even down to our motorcycle marshals that are like making sure no one dies. Imagine. Yeah. I just, we, yeah. Um, They're like blasting their radios and they're so excited and they're, this is so lame and I'll probably be teased for the rest of time for this, but there's no frown that whole day. Yeah. I mean, we have campers that last year we weren't allowed to have campers there, but sure. if things go back to normal, we would have campers there, live band. I mean, it it's amazing. Yeah, it's a whole experience. Yeah, and it's in October. And um, yeah, the cool thing about it is why, why it's so special is what riders do, and this is a great example, Chaz does this, um, is they'll send up a set up a fundraising page individually and there'll be a rider, whether it's virtual riding, like my dad, he lives in Florida, but he would be a virtual rider, right? It's still part of the experience. They'll mm-hmm. get a t-shirt, you yeah. know, or riding at camp. And now we've adapted it to, you can run, you can dance across the finish line, sure. you know, just be there. Yeah. And why Spin for Kids is so special is, So Chaz puts up this fundraising page. Hey, I'm passionate about Spin for Kids. Learn more about camp. And he brings in, you know, 30 people that are donating to Chaz Mm -hmm. because they love Chaz. Yeah. 
who doesn't love Chaz. Exactly. If Chaz is doing something cool, I want to see what yeah. it is. Yeah. So we bring together so many people that have never heard about camp. Sure. It's this web of knowledge of camp just yeah. grows And you so know, big. with him being at New Realm, he's constantly talking to people, oh, constantly yeah. getting people's oh, stories. Yeah. And he's, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm involved with this thing. And that's really cool that we do this, you know, every October. And, and it, that's like, someone's like, oh, sign me up. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is really neat. And the cool aspect of um, Chaz, what he does, and we have, you know, a lot of people that do this is they'll take it to the next level and get their company involved as well. So you can create teams, whether that's a community team or a corporate team. Um, and the biggest reason we created Spin for Kids is for our partner organizations. So the different disabilities, life, you know, stuff like that, we partner with 60 other, you know, organizations that come in. So they'll run the camp, you know, they'll come in and sure. we, we run some of our camps, but they'll come in in the sense of like, this is programming that'll really help our kids and X, Y, and Z. So we created Spin for Kids for our partners to be able to have a turnkey event to fundraise for their campers, our campers. So what Camp Twin Lakes does um, is we provide, it costs $550, you know, we provide the $550 for the camper to be able to be at camp, you know, so it's 70% we bring to the table and then 30% the partners bring. Sure. So we created spin for kids so that they'd be able to get that 30% easily streamed into that. So then endless amounts of campers can come on out. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll have to, you'll have to shoot me over a date. If, if, if I'm, if I'm down or if I'm available, I, I, I'm there. Yes. October 3rd. Okay. Everyone mark your calendar. Everyone mark the calendar. October 3rd. (laughs) Got plenty of time. Yes. Uh, how do you how do you go sign up for that, something like that? Um, so it's I'll send you over the link okay. to put you in, but yep. it's spinforkids.org, cool. and you'll figure it all out, and yep. it'll go straight to it, and you can donate right on the page, even if you don't know anyone riding, but you heard about this, and you want to, you know, Camp Twin Lakes has changed your life over the last what have you minutes that we've been speaking mm-hmm. you can go ahead and just donate as well <laughs> that's amazing yeah I'll, I'll have to throw that link in the description of the episode yes. so it's easy access for people to find it yeah. so what's what's next for camp and mm-hmm. what's next for you at camp like any <laughs> any insight what's next for camp in 2021 yeah um it's actually really exciting that we're opening up our third campsite that's amazing yes Rutledge too we have the groundbreaking this summer and we'll be able to serve 3,500 more campers. That's amazing. So we're actually at capacity. I mean, it's hard to get camps in because, mm-hmm. I mean, what kid's going to say no? And, you know, sure. everyone wants to get involved. Sure. And so we're really excited to break ground on that. And we have two campsites, Willoway, um, and then, which is in Winder, and then Rutledge, which is, you know, the main site so it'll be an extension of that site in oh okay awesome yeah so that's big news for camp uh for 2021 and then me i you know i'm still new in the nonprofit world so just soaking up as much information as i can from everyone around me whether that's donors to volunteers to our entire staff so Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome 
So Amanda, there comes a point uh, in the second half of every interview that I do <laughs> where I ask every guest the same 10 questions. I didn't preview the, these questions. Oh because, my gosh. Don't worry, they're, they're nothing stressful. They're almost, first, <laughs> they're almost first date questions, but Perfect. I ask every interviewee the same 10 questions, kind of bring it back. So if so, like after I ask you these questions, you'll be like, oh, I wonder what Chaz said for those. So you can go back and hear what Chaz said. Oh, or, cool, cool, you know, cool. You can, it kind of... I don't know. It kind of brings everybody together. I and, love that. And don't worry, their first date questions, nothing controversial Perfect. or anything like that. Are you ready? So we're not going to talk about politics. Are you sure? Yes. 100% <laughs> sure. All right. I'm ready for this. <laughs> okay. Number one, what was your first ever job? Uh, camp counselor. Okay. And I was very competitive about who I allowed on my kickball team. I should have been fired. <laughs> Hey, back in the day, that kickball team, it was a make or break situation. If you had a sucky team, you And I had a reigning title for at least two summers. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, number two, if you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, my gosh. Uh, funny story off of that. My okay. boyfriend always says, if anybody could speak to animals, it would be me. I would because I can talk to a wall. So I would be a dog, you know, they're always so happy yeah. and loving and, uh, or a giraffe. They're pretty tall. You know, that's cool. That's pretty <laughs> <laughs> I love your, your reasoning for both. Like dogs are so happy, cheerful, always smiling and giraffes. They're tall. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I wouldn't want to be this sad, What? but the, um, zoo Atlanta has an elephant mm -hmm. and he always like bobs his head. Oh, I named him Paul. I'm always like, Paul, it's okay. But Paul yeah. has no idea. Yeah, so no. I actually might want to be Paul the elephant. Yeah. Because Paul's in his own world and yeah. loving it. How do we know that Paul's just not bobbing the new weekend single? <laughs> like, why, is that why he's always just bobbing his head? Like, You know what? I haven't asked him, but I'm perfecting my skill to speak to animals. So I'll, okay. I'll, we'll have to circle back we'll, on that. We will circle back. <laughs> Next time you're around, we'll have to, we'll have to yes. uh, get the answer on that one. Number three, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, um, Nathaniel Ratliff and Mumford and Sons for the Ooh. first time, Boston Calling. I was in Harvard Yard. Like, it was the most magical experience. So, the experience really made it the best concert. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And I love Boston. So, it was really yeah, cool. Love that for you. Yeah. Number four, dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who are they? Oh, people are going to get mad. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> Dang, oh, you should date people that are dead. Um, gosh, I should say John. He's my boyfriend. But he's ama he's an amazing chef. But you so. get to have dinner with him all the time. Ooh, good point. He is making dinner tonight. Ooh. Mm, uh, you know, I have two people. I live in a carriage house, and the people in the main house are incredible. I really? wouldn't be in Atlanta without them. Like, wow. I've made them adopt me. They have no kids and I love them. And whenever I get a minute to just talk to them and spend time with them, I love, and they have a wine cellar. So like, how could I, oh, I have yeah, to, absolutely. I have to say them. So yeah. I'll say them. And then my mom and dad will tie okay. for third. That's a really good answer. <laughs> Everyone's always like, uh, Oprah, uh, Usher, Barack <laughs> Obama, like all those people would be tight. But a nice dinner with your parents and yeah. and you're in the... My adopted parents. Your adopted parents. Christy and Charles. We call them C-Money, but... <laughs> I love that. Um, do you understand the words stan, mute, and cancel? In what context? So, when I stan something, have you heard that? Like, I stan uh, Beyonce. Like, I absolutely love and support without question like to stand something means oh, that yeah. you absolutely love it you know yes. mute kind of like how we muted the tv behind us take it or leave it you can 
That's the best comparison. You can take it or leave it. Okay. And then cancel, obviously. Get rid of it. Go away. Goodbye. Got it. So we're going to play a game of stand you cancel Ooh, with the trifecta of appetizers. So you have to stand. Done. You have to stand one. You have to cancel one and you have to mute the other. Okay. Queso, guac, and salsa. Oh my God. Easy. Okay. Can I? Oh, I'll do. Okay. So cancel salsa. Come on. How, how well can you really do salsa? Okay. Throw jalapenos in it. You're good. Okay. Guacamole, kind of the same realm. Okay. Queso. I would die for queso. <laughs> yes. If somebody was yes. like, what queso specifically? Somebody was like, hey, it's either you or the queso. I'd be like, you know what? Queso. Yeah. Because everyone deserves good Keep queso. Keep the queso. Yeah. Yes. I would die for it. Yeah. For everyone. You're welcome, I love that. world. Where, what do you, you, you mentioned Taco Mac earlier. What do you think about Taco Mac's queso? Have you had Taco Mac's queso? I actually haven't. <gasps> oh Don't God. tell them. Next time, you gotta <laughs> go next time. Yes. It, they're so, it's so good. I love their wings, though. I really oh, do. They're next level. They're so good. They are very good. Yeah. What's your wing flavor? I'm going to start asking people that one. I'm going to write that down. One. Oh What's your gosh. wing flavor? Okay, well, first, I always get all my wings double-tossed, all flats. Okay. Which is fun if it's me. It's annoying if you're sitting at the table with me or you're my waiter. Okay. But life changer. <laughs> so um, you're a flats girl for sure. 100%. Okay. 100%. Um, and then I love Asian. So anything Asian and like spicy. Asian zing or Asian stuff like zing, that. Yeah. Shout out Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. Um, but like a honey habanero. Ooh. Done. Okay. Fantastic. I'm very wimpy when it comes to my sauces. I'm either, I'm like a garlic Parmesan guy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm the worst. The garlic parm guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always the garlic parm guy and the mild guy, which I have some great friends that are garlic parm guys, but I just, it took me a while. It yeah. took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. Okay, okay. I just can't take that heat. Like, I'll, I'll have a couple bites of that Asian zing, and I'll be like, oh my God, that's too much for me. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, I'll eat two, and I'll be like, guys, I'm sweating. I'll, <laughs> oh I'll be gosh. like, bring me the milk. Like, yes. I'm, I'm a wimp. I'm that person with Thai food, and I'll be like, Thai hot. And I'm like, almost arguing with the Thai person. They're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, yes. Thai hot. And they're like, no, 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 you'll die. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, me. you don't get it. I need Thai hot. <laughs> And then I die every time. And I'm yeah. like, you were right. Yeah. You were right. You're right. And then, and then the next time you come back, he's like, did I tell you? And you were like, yep, but I'll have it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Each time. But double sauce. Okay. <laughs> okay. Double sauce. Always. I'm going to give that a shot next time. Double oh my, sauce. It'll change your life. Uh, what's one movie you wish you could go back and rewatch for the very first time and experience all the emotions, all the excitement mm. or show show as well? Gosh, every episode of Forensic Files. <laughs> <laughs> Big Forensic Files girl? Big gal. <laughs> if you need to know how to murder someone, I know how to not do it. So I feel like I know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just mindless, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just throw it on. You don't even have to oh, pay yes. attention. Oh, yes. Um, I think Sweet Home Alabama. Ooh, and that's it's, a good one. It's because it is very much what I envision the South would be, and it's almost held up true to most Southern towns yeah. I've seen. Yeah. So you know how you see some movies, and you know, of course they show the scenes, and you know, the locations, and you're like, oh, I wonder what it's like to be there. You know, yeah. is that similar? And then you go, and you're like, well, maybe not. Yeah, they kind of stretched it a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, Sweet Home Alabama, that is the South. Anybody listening that's never been to a small town in the South, Watch Sweet Home Alabama. Exactly. And you're there. Yeah. <laughs> and we also stand Reese Witherspoon. She's oh the greatest. Oh my gosh. She is fantastic. She's the best. Yes. Um, keeping it on the movie front, 
when you're when we're not in the middle of a global pandemic and we're able to go and enjoy a movie in the theaters, what, what kind of movie? Or when you're watching them at home, are you a snack and movie girl? Are you getting the candy? Do you mix the the chocolate and the popcorn? Like, what kind of movie snack girl are you? Oh my gosh! So I have a lot in common with five year olds in the sense of <laughs> I can't sit down and okay. I love sugar. Okay. No, cho- I mean I'll eat chocolate, but I love. I mean, so same here. Anything same here. Sour, sour patch kids. Oh Give me sour gosh. skittles, like. Absolutely. Have a field day. So freaking good. That and kettle corn. And Ooh. I'm just there. And a root beer. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I love root beer so, so much. Uh, root beer is just underrated. What's the best root beer? Barks for sure. Okay. Okay. There's, That's good. That's a good answer. There and I also love ginger ale, but up in Michigan there is this ginger ale called Verner's. And I think like I've heard of it. people are gonna kill me for saying this, but it's gross. And I'm sick of people being You like, might kill me for saying this. I think ginger ale's gross. <laughs> <laughs> you're either on you're either an eighty year old um person and love ginger ale slash me or you don't like ginger ale yeah. when, when, when I was a, uh, a kid my mom would be like when you're sick you got to drink ginger ale yeah. and, and quickly she learned that oh my god even when he's sick I can't get him to drink ginger <laughs> ale so I guess we're gonna have to go with Sprite or Gatorade or whatever oh or 7-Up gosh. whatever Oh my gosh, you know you were um, the well-off family in the neighborhood when you had the mini bottles of Gatorade in the fridge. <laughs> you know that you'd made it. Oh yeah. And then when I got my own place um, in that carriage house I mentioned, I stuck, uh, like stacked it up with mini bottles oh, of Gatorade. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't afford this. Oh my God, I can't, I can't do this every week. <laughs> yes, that's Th- so those, funny. Those, those Gatorades, they, they add up. Yes, they, they, they're they not do. cheap. And I can't afford a Sam's. Yeah, membership? no, no. You know? And I also don't want, like, here's the thing. I want to get a Sam's or Costco membership so bad, but, like, what am I going to buy in bulk besides, like, right. maybe, like, paper plates and maybe exactly. toilet paper, paper mm-hmm. towels, stuff mm-hmm. like that? Because I don't want, like, some people to come over and be like, hey, can I get a drink? Like, yeah, it's in the fridge, and they open it up, and it's just rows of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you put your food? <laughs> no, I just I, eat I it. I just eat it on the spot. <laughs> like, half your lettuce goes bad, you oh, yeah. know? But if you have a family of four plus yeah. or what have you yeah. a big household yeah. you gotta do it get to do it yeah. you get your monies back in the you second do. trip i yeah. actually had this conversation yesterday that's yeah. embarrassing it's amazing continue continue <laughs> uh these last three are a little deeper but Ooh, love it what's your greatest fear being alone and not feeling like i've left this world better than better than when i came into it I mean, okay. of course, nobody wants to be alone, right? No. Like, no one would want everyone that they love to disappear. No. But, and I think this is a, a fear that's more, you know, a reflection of my heart is that I want everyone to feel how special they really are. That's why I'm at camp. That's amazing. And, like, we all are so different, but I would want every person to feel like they are, they're worth something. You know, yeah. so that my greatest fear is that the people around me would never know that or that I don't make people feel that way. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, and also no more queso. If queso ran <laughs> out, queso ran out of the world, that'd be it. Yeah. If we got, you know, beginning of COVID, we had the toilet paper shortage. If like oh restaurants gosh. across the world were like, we don't have queso, I'd be like, it might be time to go. <laughs> yeah. It was great world. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm out. I wonder if they got queso in heaven. They've got to have <laughs> they, queso oh in heaven. Oh my gosh, she bathed. I, oh. I assume they've got like fountains of it at that oh point. Gosh. Like almost you, you enter, I'm picturing you enter the gates and like somebody's there and gives you like a bucket of chips and you just go around dipping it in, in fountains oh. everywhere. Uh, imagine if there my was mouth a is fountain watering of queso. Now. Oh I'm my so gosh. Now. I should do that for my birthday party. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's in eight months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never too early to plan a birthday. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh my god. Planning gosh. the birthday the day after the one the, the day after your birthday. Like, guys, I'm thinking next year. And they're just like, dude, we just did this last night. And you're like, yeah, but, but never it's too fair early. because I get so excited for my friends' birthdays. So when it's mine, I like I feel like people get excited because when it's their birthday, I'm like, oh my God, what do you guys want to do? Yeah. And they're like, stop screaming at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> stop screaming at me. My birthday's in six months. <laughs> Exactly. What uh, what gets you up in the morning? Besides your alarm clock. Um, I'm a I'm a really spiritual person. Okay. So um, I host Bible study at my house every Wednesday, and those girls are incredible. And I just I know that we're not supposed to talk about religion, but That's okay. I have no filter. But um, I just everyone has a story, like I said, and it's really nice to have moments where. I can just look up and say thank you. And even when I'm having the worst day I've ever had, be able to still look up and say thank you. So if if he gets us through every day, then I can get up and get through whatever my day may look like. Very good answer. Wow. And then lastly. And queso. <laughs> I've overused that joke. It, just tack I've, it. No, I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> just tack it on to the end of every oh single thing. Gosh. And, okay. and the, the, the question I ask you next, like there's an answer that just popped in my head that I hope you go for. And if you do, oh like gosh. we're just going to high five. Oh it's it's going to be I amazing. So. so No pressure. No pressure at all. But uh, if, if I snap my fingers right now and we were transported to a specific time and place in history to witness an event or the birth of something or the death of someone... What, what would we be going back and, and watching? Uh, um, well, I mean, when queso was made, right? See, that was the I answer. Know. Give me, give me a I know that's what you wanted. Let's go. That's I what that's I wanted. What wanted. wanted. That's what I wanted. Okay. But okay. I actually think it would be really interesting, and maybe, maybe this is too soon, but I think it'd be really interesting to go back and like a higher perspective and see right when COVID hit. And really Ooh. see people's reactions, you know, because it's a really good idea. You know, we were all in the thick of things, you yeah. know, we were in the present. And, you know, of course, in hindsight, everything's different. And I mean, I was, I looked at Dr. Fauci every day and I'm like, are we going to live? Are we going to live? Are we going to live? And it's really? like, it would be, and then of course, I was, you know, probably shouldn't have gone out and gone to restaurants, but I did. And it'd be so interesting to see how different people reacted to COVID right when it happened. That's a really good answer. I have never thought about that. I mean, I, I mean, right there with you, like I, you know, when it first came down, I was, I was almost on the opposite end of the spectrum thinking like, this is dumb. Like there's, there's outbreaks we have doctors, they're going to figure it out. And then like two weeks later, it's like, Oh, they haven't figured it out yet. Like what's going on? Like you guys should start cracking. And then two weeks later, we're all wearing masks. And I was like, this is stupid. But then like a week later, I was like, wear your damn mask. Right. And it's crazy now, like, in 10 years, I feel like people will say it. Oh, They'll yeah. be like, if I could go back to a place in time when COVID was happening, you know, because Like, we're going to tell years, our kids about this. Like, literally. Like, their kid's going to be like, tell me about, like, mom, dad, I learned about 2020. It's like, Ooh, buckle up. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's just crazy. And it's, you know, you ask what gets me up every day. And there are hard parts when I was in between getting a job. And I was like, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle. And I was like. What if I don't find something? Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I'm in this, I don't want to settle mode, but it's like, I think what got me up every day in 2020, and yes, it was God, but also just like, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through yeah. this. And our faith in humanity. Yes. Like just 
Get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, go get it. Are, are you are you getting vaxxed up? Are you? Yeah, I'm is that too personal vaccinated. to ask? No, no, I'm I'm very you know I'm fully vaccinated, very thankful, and it's yeah. just like let the world get back to normal. I wish I had a tattoo on my face saying I'm fully vaccinated, so I didn't have to wear a mask everywhere. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I get my I get my second dose on Friday. Oh, cool. And um, and I'm just like you know I I went into CVS the other day to grab something quick and. You know, you, you see the thing on the door that says, like, a mask is required here. And it's like, well, when I get the second vax, can I just, like, get, like, a stamp or something right. that says, like, I'm vaxxed, like, leave me alone? Right. Because, like, I don't want to wear a mask for another three months at the grocery store. I want to be able to walk in there and be like, I'm vaxxed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now it's at the point where, like, everyone can get it. So, like, I don't want to, like, to be preachy, but, like, go get it, y'all. Like, I know. We're, just we're, get it. Just get it. Like, we you could, know? we our servers at restaurants could take them off. Like, I, I imagine working all day in with a mask. your mask on, I, and outside mm-hmm. around. I mean, that is just that is. Miserable. It sucks. I, I recently got a job, uh, a part time job, to make a little extra money on the side at a restaurant. Oh, and, awesome! And like wearing the mask is like this sucks. Like yeah. to be on the opposite end of it. Like when you're out to eat, you don't really think about it because like right. you're there to enjoy whatever you're there to enjoy. Right. But like. Like walking into work, like taking the mask on my pocket, I'm like this sucks. Oh, so like no. the sooner that we can get as many people vaxxed up, so we can all just enjoy our lives like it was before. Yes, like that that'd be the best. And I I imagine what's tough for you as well is trying to get people to hear you when you're taking orders. And it's the worst <laughs> because you do. Everyone has had it happen so far. Like the yeah. experience where they go to the restaurant, the server's like, and you're like. One more time, and they're like, and then you're like, one more time, and they're like, the specials today are, they, the, they can't see what I just did, but they, the, oh they, the, the, uh, the act of lowering their mask because they, so they can actually talk to yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my, wait, so where are you working at your, what restaurant? Ironically enough, I was actually do, looking at your Instagram earlier today to kind of like maybe see if I can get some other questions or something in, yeah. and they follow you, Blue Moon Pizza. Oh, I love them. Okay. So the woman in the main house, she, Christy, she's amazing. She puts restaurants into buildings. Okay. And so she knows literally everybody. So I like some of those accounts, like she did Glide Pizza, which. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Rob. I love you so much. Glide Pizza, number one fan, but stuff like that. So some of those accounts followed me back. Okay. Okay. So So I saw that when I followed you last week, I was like. Blue Moon Pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, what's the connection there? Yeah. Okay, so, cool. um, yeah, it's a great pizza place. Yes, it's I so love, great. Yeah, it's so great. What location are you at? I'm on the one on Windy Hill. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's it's been fun. I've been there for like a month now. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's very fresh. Are you still the newest guy there? Yes, but I saw the schedule last night. They're training someone new, I think, tonight. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of there. Hopefully you're- they suck more than I do because I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can have conversations. I'm sure you're fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I like to try. I, I try my yes. best. So, Amanda, I'll, I'll ask you one more time, like I did, um, you know, a little earlier, but, like, how can people get involved in camp? How can they donate? Where can they sign yeah. up for things? Like, plug away. Yeah, so we have an amazing, one of my favorite people at camp, Ashley. Um, she's been at camp for forever and she runs all our volunteers and you know I talked to her before this and I was like Ashley like how do I you know some people of course financially sure go to go to camptwinlikes.com or camptwinlikes.org I apologize and donate at five dollars actually changes people's lives yeah like um 
it, it, it just does, you know, that's an arts and crafts project or it's a meal. And, mm -hmm. you know, at other organizations, you hear that and you're like, well, you're but like, at whatever. camp, yeah. it really does. Um, so financially, run it, do that, yeah. um, which is huge for us. But I really believe everybody wants to give. They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. They don't have the right avenue or they don't trust it. Yeah. So um, the trust aspect can't. Trust me, I mean, zero dollars <laughs> because it all goes to our kids. Yeah. Um, but let's say we're in different financial situations. Volunteering is huge. Mm -hmm. And um, for example, one of the camps that we have um, is for kids that are military families. Okay. And so for the boys, they we want them to feel supported and loved maybe for the first time in their lives because... You know, we also have kids that are in foster care and stuff like that. And they want to, we want them to have a stable person. And Ashley informed me today that we need to have in those camps a counselor per kid. And right now we're turning away kids because we don't have any male counselors, mm -hmm. enough male counselors. So everybody that could volunteer, and there's a link on our website, would be incredible. Even if you just come for a weekend or a week camp, but especially male volunteers, we need you desperately. Okay. You are going to have to be a male volunteer. Okay. I'm signing you up without you even wanting okay. to. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sounds yeah, good. Um, and always just, if you ever want to learn more, I mean... I could talk about camp for hours. So if you're ever just like, tell me more about camp. Tell, okay, you said volunteering. Let me tell you how I want to volunteer. Is there an opportunity? Or, hey, I want to give, but I want it to be to this or to that. Like, what does that look like? So, you know, you'll throw my email in there. And if anyone yeah. ever needs anything, please email me. I love, love to get people connected to camp. That's amazing. Yeah. Amanda, thank you for, for being here. This was awesome. I learned a lot, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, that uh, we'll talk soon about camp, and I'll get involved somehow any way I can, because I'd yeah. love to after learning more about it. And uh, I'll throw all those links in the description that she just mentioned so that you can easily you know, get to the website. You can go donate. You can sign up for the events. You can vote. You know, all the above uh, will be in the description, so you can check it out. And uh, make sure you tell a friend in need, share this with somebody that needs to hear it because uh, this was a really good one. So yeah. thanks for being here, Amanda. Well, thank you. This was so fun. You drove through traffic. All I gave you was a Sprite, you know, <laughs> but I, I really do appreciate it. Sure thing. Thank things. you so much. Absolutely. A Sprite goes a long way and we're going to have to get queso soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. I should have ordered it in. If I knew this, it's I would have okay. done it. Next time. <laughs> that, that opens up the door for next time. Yes. Taco Mac queso. I'll yes. have them sponsor this. Uh, I just, I'd love that. <laughs> I, this is what happens when I get excited. I just like gave them an opportunity oh, yeah. that they didn't sign we up for. We have to reach out. We <laughs> okay, have to reach we will. out. We Absolutely. Will. We'll see you next time, Amanda. Thanks.